Are you all right? Genuinely, are you okay? Because I woke up yesterday, back of my throat, shot, nose streaming. Yes, the winter cold has got me. But I'm sat here, I've got a black currant lemsip, I'm dosed up on that. I've got a Vicks inhaler and I've got some Barbados rum and it seems to be doing the trick. Which is good news because I've got one more episode to record until we break up for Christmas. So don't worry, all is in hand. So it's episode 69. I know why you're here. It's because you want to listen to the fantastic Jodie Comer, and you will. Trust me, it's a brilliant episode, because she's ace. If you just joined us for Jodie's episode, go back. Including now, there is 69 brilliant episodes. So go back, scroll through, see who you like. Subscribe. Can you hear my voice? It's going. I think we better get on with it. I'll tell you what happened. I was in London. We had a little flat. Griff got the train, we met up, we set up the mics, and we welcomed Jodie Comer. This is episode 69 of the Two Shot Podcast. Enjoy it, and I'll see you at the end. I was talking to somebody last year, because I always do a little bit, I always try and want to do a little bit of research, just, yeah. but, but the, the, oh the, just the littlest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I want the conversation to sort of... Uh, be discovered by me as it does for everybody else, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I said to her, um, I won't say who it is, and I said, oh, so it's quite interesting because you were born on Christmas Eve. And she goes, no. I went, what? She went, no, it's just somebody dicking about on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but what I want you to do is, if I say, like, one, two, three, yeah. just tell me the, the date of which you were born. Okay. Okay. The date, just the... Just, as in just, just the, the number. Just just some of the number. The day? The day. Okay. One, two, three. Eleven. Eleven. There we go. Perfect. Right, that's yeah. good. We're off yeah. to a fine yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, one's yeah. been dicking about no the one's, No, no, no. No one cares no, enough to do that. I was born on the 11th of March. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Pisces? Yeah. Oh, I love it when I meet people with the same birthday as me. And I've only... That's the only person I've met who's got the same birthday as me is you. Well, my friend Sasha Parkinson. Do you know Sasha Parkinson? I know Sasha Parkinson. She's 11th of March as well. Is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did know that. <laughs> Fuck, I did know that because I've worked with her years ago. Yeah, she's the 11th. Just, yeah, you're the only people that I've met. Do you know Joe Hartley? Yeah. She's 12th of March. Oh, my best friend's 12th of March. Look, it's March. It's a good All month, Jodie. How are you? How's things? I'm good. Yeah, I'm not bad. I've um, been living in London now since June. Nearly ready to go home. How do you find yeah. London? Hard work or? Do you know what? I enjoy it, but then I do like to leave. I um, It's very busy. It's definitely a different pace to Liverpool. Um, but I feel lucky in the sense that I can come for six months, experience it, and then I can like go back to normality um, and go back to my mum's. Um, but yeah, it's all right. I suppose sometimes though, if you're busy working, you don't really get to. No, well that's the thing. See loads because you're like, just there to generate the work. And yeah, get out. I'm like, I'm gonna go to this museum. I'm gonna go to this museum, and then by the time I come to the weekend, I'm like, I'm just gonna sit on my own on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I probably actually, I I think in a sense, I haven't really made the most of it to make a judgment. Do you know what I mean? Or at the time, you know? yeah. Yeah. But it is nice to know, since I moved out of London, I do love that feeling of coming in and sort of meeting up with people or doing whatever I need to do. Yeah. But knowing I can Escape. bugger off on the train and yeah. get home. Back, yeah. To, back to normality. I do like that. I appreciate But also I appreciate London in a different way than what I did than when I, I, I lived here. Yeah. So I really fell out of love with her. No, I, but I can imagine that's quite easy. I think it's quite intense. I also think it can be quite lonely. I mean, I love my own... I do love my own company, but... I do get a sense of, like, if you haven't got your tribe of people here, it's very easy to just kind of slip under the, the radar and probably spend too much time on your own. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Tell me about growing up in Liverpool. Whereabouts were you? Uh, um, Chilwall. 
Forgive so me. Chilwall is like, have you ever been to Lime Pictures where they film Brookside? No. Well, they film Hollyoaks there now. It's like five five minutes from there. Right. Just as you come off the motorway. Um, but yeah, I've lived there all my life. Still live with my mum and dad. Um, <laughs> the same house I've always lived in. Um, my primary school was like, is literally at the top of my road. So you just walked yeah, school walked mornings? Yeah, walked to school. Um, I loved growing up in Liverpool. I've got, um, no, particularly my dad's side of the family is really big. Um, Are they all still there as well? Yeah, they're not They're not in Chilwell, Chilwell but they're not too far away. Um, but yeah, I've got a younger brother called Charlie, who's twice as big as me, um, <laughs> who I love. But yeah, growing up was always... Um, Really happy, um, you know, really close knit kind of thing. What did your dad do for a living? My dad's a um, massage therapist. Is he? Yeah, what, like a sports yeah. massage therapist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But trying to get him to give me one is. Uh, <laughs> Busman's holiday. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He's like, get you're doing all work. day in work, I'm not going <laughs> home to give you one, which is fair enough. Um, yeah, so my dad's a massage therapist. And How did he get into that? I don't actually know. We used to work at Ford. Um, is it the Land Rover? I don't know if it's Land Rover or Range Rover. I can't tell the difference. Mm. The big car. Oh, that big one. Car, I know. Ones that are paying in front <laughs> yeah. of you when you're driving. To park. Um, yeah, so we used to work there when he was um, younger. And then I don't know how he got into it, but um, he works at Everton uh, Football Club. Right, OK. And he's a massive Evertonian. So we have that kind of similar thing of he is besotted with his job um which is really nice yeah, to yeah. See. um so yeah I, he's been, I think he's been there for, he's been there for a while now um and my mum works for Mersey Travel which is like the transport in and around Merseyside um do you have a tram system in Liverpool no we not? were supposed to get them and then it were. all kind of fell through that was a promise that no one kept yeah um so I've got, even though I've been to Liverpool quite a lot, I've always got that image of, oh yeah, there's a tram just like there is in Manchester, just no. sort of going through or like in Glasgow. There was, there was supposed to be, but it didn't, I didn't think it ended up, it, well, it definitely didn't end up. No, <laughs> well, not yet anyway. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Unless I've been away for six yeah, months, maybe exactly. fucking built a big tram we system. Them, yeah. Um, so happy times growing up, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, love primary school. Um Enjoyed secondary school, but then, like, not so much sixth form and stuff. I kind of lost interest in school at that age. Did you, were you, when you say you enjoyed it, is it because you threw yourself into, like, subjects where you're quite academic, or was it just that sort of... No, I think I probably had potential to be. I, lo- I was I was a big chatter. You know, my, my school reports are always, you know, would, she's great, but would be even better if she <laughs> kept her mouth shut in class. Um, but I think I was really enthusiastic, um, which goes a long way. Absolutely. You know? God loves a try a crepe. Um, <laughs> That's what people have been telling me for years. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, I don't really ever, rem- you know, remember having really bad memories of school. Um and my, my, you know, my friends who I'm friends with now are the friends that I um, grew up with in secondary school. And, you know, there's about five of us that are really close knit, yeah. which is really lovely. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I didn't think I'd want to go back, but I enjoyed it. There's nothing you want to change? I don't, well, I always was like, oh, if I could go back, I'd, um, you know, I'd put my head down a bit more and and get better grades, but then I haven't had to, like, I've never ever had to use my grades for anything. Well, exactly, and, you know, doing what you do. Yeah, and so I've always been like, oh, just for the discipline, I would like to have been a bit more disciplined, maybe, and... Do you not think you're disciplined now? Yeah, but in a different way. Yeah. Like, my brother went to university, went and done his master's, and, like, I've seen the work that he has to put in. What what does, what was he... As in just, like... I feel like with university, they, they tell you what you need to do, but then it's up to you to go away and do it, right? Yeah. Um, which I guess is the same with, like, learning your lines and stuff, but I don't know, I just think there's some... I think there's a different kind of discipline. Well, I suppose it is, but I know what you're saying, because it's like, well, you you go away, you've got lines to do, you've got choices to make. They, yeah. No one's going to... Yeah. They might mould you in different ways, but you have to go in with those certain choices. Yeah. 
But those th- those disciplines, yeah, you couldn't have really learned that in no. school because it was different. Yeah, that's true. I guess like, my grades were like fine. Quite yeah. middly. Like for instance, this is really embarrassing, but for my um, <laughs> my drama GCSE, I'd got an A star in my practical and I got a U in my written. Like that actually happened. That and actually, I, you know, I I I refused to do my written work. Did you? Yeah, because I said. Well, I time, wish I would have actually. Idiot said, it. "No, it's all right. Acting's not about writing." I refused to do it. What? What? Yeah. Well, in in my defence, kind of, I'd had. <laughs> in your defence, for you. Yeah, I'm gonna go try. I'm gonna try. <laughs> um, I'd been like doing little jobs outside of school, and I was away for the. They do like a practice test and I was away for that um <laughs> so that's my excuse I was away for the practice what were you, what were you doing away for um, what oh you were on holiday I was doing an episode of the world today Craig oh, we are- <laughs> yeah it was uh it's really serious stuff <laughs> what so you were acting but, at school yeah like kind of so how did you get into that oh my god so long story but basically we've got I, plenty of time yeah we um so I'd done, like, dancing, singing and acting at a Saturday school. Right. Down the road from my house was, like, an hour of each. And um, we had a thing in Liverpool called the Liverpool Drama Festival, which was you would enter into a group of, like, 30 people your age and everyone would perform a monologue. And I'd entered into that with my weekend drama school and um, I won my group. I came first. Um so that's when I first kind of got the buzz for, like, performing in front of other people. It was yeah. the first time my dad had seen me act and stuff. And um, and then a couple of, I don't know, a couple of months, however long it was, we were doing a talent show in school. And me and my three friends were doing a um, dance from Chicago. I don't know if you're familiar with Chicago. Uh, no, I've, <laughs> I know the musicals. I've seen it. Well, it's, all, it's all bowler acts and things. Yeah, we were doing the cell block tango at right. the age of 12, which was probably a little bit, a bit inappropriate, like, thinking back. Um, but so anyway, was was planning on doing the talent show. Um, midway through rehearsals, I went away on holiday with my family, my mum, dad and my brother. And um, obviously, you know, when I was away on holiday, I was spending all my time on MSN, on the computer. And um, the girls had been in touch with me on MSN to say that I couldn't be in the dance anymore because I hadn't been there to rehearse. So I remember, like, yeah. Elbowed. Literally elbowed out out of the girl band. (laughs) Um, So, you know, when you're a kid and you're so um, upset and you're like, that moment where you you kind of lose your breath. I remember going up to my mom and just being like so distraught. And um, she was like, well, why don't you go back and ask your drama teacher if you can do your monologue from the drama festival? You know, go and do your own thing and whatever, whatever, whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I went home, I told my drama teacher that I wanted to, you know, enter into the competition, do my own thing. She made me audition. She made you she approved, yeah. She, so she made you do it. Yeah, she made me do it in front right, of her, okay. and then she was like, "Okay." Um, and it was from doing the talent show that, like, a couple of months after that, the BBC sent through a request. They were looking for um, a young girl to play the lead in a BBC Four radio drama. And my drama teacher was like, "I really think you should go in for this." And I was like, "Okay." So she sent me and another girl from my year. Um, to this audition I think it was in the Everyman and um that was my first audition and I got the role and um and then it was doing the radio play which was like four days in Manchester my mum and dad chaperoned me it's like the best time of my life and how old were you now like 14? I was like 12 12 12 13 gosh. yeah right and um I just loved it so much and the the other actors were like you know if you like enjoy this so much you could you can do this as like a job, a profession, or whatever you want to call it. And my mum and dad were like, um, "Okay, like if they quite, you know if that's what you want to do, then." Um, they're and, quite supportive for that. Yeah, totally. They were just like, "Listen, if you want to do it, we'll we'll go with you." So an actress kindly introduced me to her Manchester-based agent and a photographer in Crosby to get Crosby to get some um, headshots taken. Yeah. 
I know I'm here sat with you. <laughs> so, what I feel like is, I'm always like, Mom, imagine if they didn't leave me out the group. Wait, what would I be doing? Yeah. Because I feel like it all came from that. Well, it did, didn't it? Yeah, because the, doing the radio play kind of made me realise, oh, like, you know, I wasn't one of those kids who, like, came out the womb and was singing, dancing and acting. Like, no. I, I just enjoyed it. And the thought of it, of doing it as, a, as like, a career choice, it just never, ever entered my head. Did you realise that it, you could, it would be possible for you to do it? I think... Well... When I was on the radio play, I was like, oh, this is, like, people do this all the time. Even though, obviously, I watched the telly and stuff, but it just... Yeah, no, but it's I never made the connection. You always go... I remember when I was growing up, when I didn't really see anybody like like me yeah. on there. And then, all of a sudden, when I started to get older, I thought, oh, my God, oh, he's from... Not more yeah. far from me, and he does that yeah. for a living. Yeah. I wonder... It's just the... It was just the thought that I'd never, ever... Also, I was so young. Like, people were like, well, what did you want to be before you were an actress? And I'm like, when I was 12, I didn't think I'd even thought of that. Yeah. I wanted to think of things, of what a 12-year-old girl thinks they want to do for a living. Which yeah, do you know, you're not even thinking about work then, are you? Yeah? I hope not anyway. Yeah, I don't want to grow I don't never want to work. What exactly. Um, so I had a Manchester-based agent, and, um, and I got a couple of roles in some little things, like, you know, little episodes of stuff um but then i think I, I was when they got to about 16 i was i was only getting like one audition every like three months or so and i'd like really realized then that it was what i wanted to do and um and i probably should have been doing a lot more than what i was you know like actively trying to to do more yeah um and but it takes its time doesn't it i mean especially yeah. you when you're younger and if you're going yeah. through auditions, you're changing, you know, you're growing up. Yeah. You know, things change and your needs change and what you want to do changes. Yeah. So I always remember, like, my dad driving me to Leeds and, and sitting outside the studio with me, like, running me lines. And, like, I remember there was a swear word in one of the lines once and he just said his head was gone. He was just like, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> this is the weirdest thing. Yeah, like... Um, but they've always, um, you know, any choices I've had to make, like when I left my Manchester agent to join the agent that I'm with now. Yeah. Um, I was like, Dad, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave David Pearson and I'm, I'm gonna go to Independence. And he was like, Right, okay. And I was like, Okay. And he's like, Well, you know where the phone is. And I was like, What? <laughs> what do you mean? And he's like, Well, you know, this is your choice. You've decided it, not me or your mum. If this is how you feel bring them up and tell them and um I mean I was like 16 then so that doesn't even 16 17 so that doesn't sound that young but it just seemed like a really adult conversation to have, to have yeah um I think it is though isn't it? yeah and and but I did it and um and I was so happy with my choice but they've always listened but never they don't intrude or, yeah, yeah they, they'll listen to what I'm saying and nine times out of ten my dad's like you're answering your own question, but, you know, I'm all ears. Yeah. Well, sometimes you've got to ask those questions. Yeah. Even just as a soundboard to somebody who's supportive and that you trust. Yeah. Even though secretly, like, you know, you know, the, you know yeah. the answer, don't you? Yeah. And I feel like your gut never really lets you down if you really listen to it. Like, Is that something you're like about trusting your gut? Yeah, even 100%. When yeah. Even sometimes when I think, oh, my God, I don't know if this is, you know, if this is right... Um, but also, like when when I when I moved to my agent now, I remember when I first um, went with them, and I, I'd you know I had to really learn to find my voice because if I didn't like respond to the scripts, I'd I'd feel like but I have to go to this audition, and you know it's um, which then I probably did because it was experience and all the rest of yeah. it. But um, I used to feel like I can't not like you know I can't not like a character or a script like. You know, this is kind of an opportunity, and I have to say, yes, yeah, I have, I have to say, to, yeah, I have to but do I can't this. Connect with it in no. any way whatsoever yes. in my head, on my yeah. heart, on my gut. I want, yeah. So I think now I'm definitely more like if I know if I read the script, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't 
can't connect with it for whatever reason. And I say to my agent, look, if you think I'm being stupid or if I'm not seeing something that you are, then let me know. Because, um, again, you're speaking to somebody that you trust. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, no, I definitely do think if you just t- stop to actually listen to yourself, you've usually probably got the answer. Did you start sixth form and then drop out? or? No, I, I, I finished the whole of sixth form. Why um, wasn't it a particularly... Oh, I think because... One, sixth form again, not like university, but you were left up to your own devices to do the work that you were given. And I was just Going like, back to Ooh. discipline, Jordan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and also, because I'd been doing little jobs here and there, I'd like had a taste for what I wanted to do. Yeah. So then everything else just was a disinterest, you know? Flows out the window. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I've got to be here, but... I, I really want to be doing this and I know that I can do this if I really try. Yeah. Um, and I suppose at that point you'd made that decision that this is kind of the path that you want to go down. Yeah. That what you want to do. Yeah. So why am I bothering? Bothered do, yeah, doing putting, this. Putting the 20% of my energy into this when it's going to turn out to be a piece of shit yeah. anywhere where I can 100% with this. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Happen. I yeah. think I was just like, well, you know, I've done a couple of jobs and, and, and I know that's what I definitely want to do. You know, I don't do well. I think that's why, like, when I was young, I was like, when I'm 18, I'm moving to London and I'm doing musical theatre and I'm going to be on the West End. And and then I, you know, kind of just really loved acting. And, um, you know, some people go to drama school and it's the best thing for them. But I think in my head, the the thought of 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 kind of being in a room, even though it is... Um, you know, physical and whatever other elements there are, doing that from seven till seven, yeah. I don't think I would have have coped well in that. Um, in that environment, environment. for so yeah. long. Yeah, it was always something that I just um, didn't feel right to me in myself. Yeah, you know what I mean. I've got a huge respect for people who do it, and there are a lot of times that I wish I I had. But everybody goes down different paths yeah. of route of training. Like obviously. Mm. You, You've been picking things up, from, yeah. For even probably from that first radio play, yeah. You go, yeah, brilliant! Yeah. I don't even have to learn my lines. I'm doing a radio play. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah that's true. And um, yeah. Do you think there's a safe? You feel safe doing what you do, but knowing that you live where you live. And I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily mean that you live with your mum and dad. I mean yeah. that you live. Where you were born, you live back in Liverpool. Yeah, and I think so. There's something about home that I... Don't get me wrong, There's I love home for my family and my friends and yeah. that. Um, and what I love and hate is that nothing ever changes. In what respect? In a sense of 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 the the same people are always there. We're all doing this. Everyone's doing the same things. And that's something that I love to go back to. Yeah. But it's also something that if I'm not working for a while... It it's the you. first thing that I want to get away from. Yeah. Um. So, I think it's that familiarity, you know, and um, it is definitely a bubble for me. For when I, I can go back and and yeah. And what do you find hard? What do you find difficult about something that you've chosen to do that you love? Because. I, Different things come up for different people all the time. Yeah. I think... Apart from that police siren that's yeah. annoying. <laughs> what I think the most is what I'm trying to learn, actually, is everything that comes with it, as in, like, the publicity and um, the press side of things. The, the job that you signed on for isn't over when the cameras stop rolling. Yes. It's, it's like another... There's six... this whole other world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, this thing of... of of doing interviews as yourself and people, just the world seeing you as you and yeah. having something to say about it. Yeah. You know, and I think especially kind of learning how to do interviews and how to respond correctly and what's the right thing to say and... and um, But obviously that's somebody else's opinion of, of how course, yeah. they would want you want to. Want you to do, yeah, exactly. Um, but I think... 
because I remember doing my first photo shoot and I was just so rigid with fear. Like I, like, I think they were like, what is wrong with this girl? But I didn't know what to do. I was just a whole other world to me. And Well, it's completely different than being than acting in front of a camera yeah. because you're inhabiting something and you're whereas also you're being you and I have a terrible... Looking I, I, right down the lens, which you never it. do. I, yeah, I feel absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So I think it's the hardest part is like just adapting to to um the other things that, that come, come with, with acting, yeah. Um and also like just embracing them and trying to not see it as a daunting thing, but like to also enjoy it and um yeah. Cause also, you know, not worrying what people think when you're doing all this stuff as yourself. Like, I remember I'd done a, a chat show in America and um, stupidly watched it and read the YouTube comments. <laughs> and I know all the people who comment on YouTube are, oh, like, aliens anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't... And they were like... I was speaking as myself, but they were like, oh, she's losing her accent, like, she's changing. And I was like, I'd obviously maybe adapted it a little bit because it was an American audience. Yeah. And a lot of the time people are like, what is she saying? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's that that thing of... I mean, that's a whole other world of, of, of not worrying about what people think. But, um, yeah, so I think that side of things is something that I'm... I, I, but it's can't find difficult. It is exposing though when you're being you. Yeah, of course it is. And it's yeah. nerve wracking because you're worried. You're not probably not worried about how you're going to come across as a character because that's that's no. not up to you. No. But if someone, if you're being you, and then you feel like you're being exposed and it's you're in your skin. Yeah. But you want to be comfortable. You want to be in your yeah. skin. So I suppose it's about learning how to do that. Yeah. Now it's. I think it is, and it's 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 also like because I always look at people's interviews, and I'm like, oh, they're so articulate, and they've got everything together. And um, God, I sometimes read people's interviews, and I go, oh my God, actors should never be interviewed. <laughs> they come across terribly. Well, that's what I mean. I think there's there's a lot of pretense, right, in in this industry, and and I don't ever want to pretend to be something that I'm not. Um, but then I worry that sometimes it comes across as a bit like. Like also, it's all over the place. You know, it depends who you're talking to. Yeah. And also, what comes out the printed word. Yeah. Can be everything can be so misconstrued. Yeah. And you went. There's so well, many interviews I've read, and I'm like, hmm, I didn't say that. Didn't say it. Yeah. Didn't say it in that context. <laughs> oh, flipped it. Like, oh, you the flipped whole it. Very around. smart to make me look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. It was so funny when when I done a play in in um, in uh, Yorkshire with. Um, Michael Palin and my dad's a huge like Monty Python fan and um, I was getting interviewed for it once and uh, there was one night that we were having dinner and Michael had come into the restaurant and my dad was like ask him if he wants to sit down and have dinner and whatever, whatever. so he did and we had dinner and it was a lovely evening and when I was getting interviewed um, I told the interviewer because they were like oh you know how was it working with him and blah 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 and then it got turned around to be like Michael Palin takes Jodie and her family for Big meal, like takes family for dinner, and my dad was like, "I got that bill." Which <laughs> I always remember. It's just so funny, but like you know, just things like that that people switch around for, um, for whatever reason. But I mean, that's hard sometimes because you do think your trust goes. Sometimes, I mean, if you go deeper, that could go yeah. somewhere to a darker place. And you go, well, that didn't happen. Yeah, well, it's also that thing of, like, being honest. You want to be honest, but, yeah. You don't How honest? Be, but you, well, you want to be honest, but you don't want to be honest where it's going to affect who you are or your life or yeah. your, the perception of who you really are. Yeah. Because that's not right. Yeah. I think as well, especially, like, with, you know, like, interviews and stuff, when, when they, they, you then get asked, like, personal questions... Like, I don't know, whatever's going on in in your own life, whether it be, like, partners or whatever. Um, that well, that's I'll... something that, you know, you'd probably just need to shut down straight yeah, away. Yeah, straight I away. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, it's all very well and good promoting what you're doing or having a conversation like this, mm-hmm. which is probably quite rare because, you know, I'm, I'm not going, so tell me about well, this Kennedy. is my first <laughs> podcast, Greg. Is it your yeah, first podcast? Yeah, you're getting an exclusive right now. Look at that, you see. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm honoured you sat on that green settee. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's quite comfy, isn't it? It is, actually. <laughs> do you know when you're away? So, say if you go, right, I'm going to do a six-month stint, and I know I'm going to be away, I know I'm going to be busy. Mm-hmm. Is there a period? Because I know whenever I go away, and I go, oh, first week's amazing, I feel like I'm away. And then, do you ever get quite homesick? Because you seem... Yeah, I you mean, seem quite like a home, quite a home bird. Yeah, I do. I um, I usually get to like a four or five week <laughs> period, and then I just know when I need to just go in for a couple of days. Um, that does recharge the batteries, doesn't it? Going home, yeah. and... and I just think there's just something not, you know. Like I say, I spend a lot of time on my own, and and that is like my own choice because. You know what it's like filming? It's you can't even go to the toilet without someone following you. Yeah, like yeah. so sometimes have a fiddle with that. <laughs> yeah. Can you just get off? I know you're doing your job, but can you just tuck that in? Five just, minutes. Just tuck that in. Tuck that in. So sometimes I'm like, I do just want to be on my own. Yeah. But um this year I've tried to stay down. Um just to try and enjoy it a bit more because you know, I'm very lucky. I get put up in an apartment in a really nice area and I'm like I should actually make the most of this while I'm here. Do you get your friends to come down? Um yeah. Yeah 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 my friends have been down. All my family were down Sunday actually at the roast dinner. Nice. Beautiful. Um yeah and it's it's nice for them to to see what's going on. Even though like whenever I have brought my mum and dad to set they're like is this what you do? <laughs> Because I'm usually like opening cupboards for like an hour, what, and they're like, "Oh my god, yeah!" They're like, you go on work. "We're gonna go back to the hotel." I'm like, "Yeah, that's." <laughs> I did tell you. <laughs> I did tell you it's really sound, quite yeah. boring. <laughs> exactly, but um, yeah, my belly's rumbling. Can you hear that? I'm trying to hold it down. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not had any lunch? No. I had scrambled eggs this morning. <laughs> Starving. That's not going to fill you up. You should have had some lunch instead of going around the sales, look. <laughs> I should have actually spent that money on food, more importantly, <laughs> and clothes. <clears throat> Jodie, it's been lovely. Thank you. This is not the end of the episode. Do not press stop. I need to tell you something. I need to be honest with you. Okay, so what happened? Jodie came to meet us, and I'd set myself quite a ridiculous task of recording five episodes in the space of 24 hours and my brain was shot my brain was deado i couldn't take in any more stories so what happened when jody left i was thinking about it and i couldn't sleep all night because i was going that's an unfinished episode that's not that's not right i i can't put that out because it's not complete so i spoke to jody about it and she came back and she came to meet us in Kensington and we finished it off and we had a right good natter. So that explains why this part sounds a bit different. But this is the complete episode. Let's get back to it with Jodie Comer. I was listening uh, to an actor be interviewed yes. not so long ago. And you want a movie star like he was an actor, you, you know, around 30, I think he was. And he was having this very generic interviews, you know, the ones yeah. where they ask you those very run-of-the-mill boring questions. And one of his questions was, oh, how did you get involved in the project? Which is like, oh, great, don't ask that, you're going to get the same answer. My agent. <laughs> yeah, well, I got a script. And, and, um, and he, said, he said, well, initially, I, I, didn't, I wasn't interested in doing it. And he said, oh, why? He said, he said, I just didn't think it was right for my brand. Oh. And I went, your brand? Oh, God. This is really... This is, I haven't really heard that from somebody who isn't, like, a big American movie star, and that's different, I think, yeah. to an actor. And I just thought, when did he stop becoming an actor and start becoming a brand? And well, I think that's the danger with, with like, sort of the social media side of things, like... Now, you, your following and, and your popularity is can be a huge part of, not the sole reason, but a huge aspect of why you get a role. Um, and I think actors have a danger of then putting their focus towards that side of things. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering brand. if that loses focus. On, yeah, on I know. The I th- main aim, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, well, I, I see, I see it all the time. Like actors and, and, and actresses, like 
attend than events and they attend more events than I see them on doing actual screen, work you know yeah. and and obviously that you, you know you we can't decide what jobs we get or when we get them but I think that um you know that's something that I definitely don't want to do because I think like you say if you are attending events then your focus is somewhere completely different than where it should be yeah um but a brand yeah I know I'm glad it's you said that scary. I, well I was quite scared because I'll you know I'll tell you yeah. who it is off off mic yeah but I I was quite a a, a a little fan of his actually and I thought well this is a lot about his intentions I well think. exactly or who who who's around him going this is what you, you need, need to, to do, do to mm. become a certain thing well I don't think you do I think your work creates work and. You know, I'm a big believer in that. Work breeds work, and yeah. interesting things will come if you work hard and you work with great people. Yeah. And then I was thinking, as I always am nowadays, thinking about the 16-year-olds who aren't at drama school yet or aren't training or don't want to get or can't get into drama school, and they might look up... To that. To that. Yeah. And go, oh, well, in this world of social media and reality TV, and all, maybe that's what I need to be. Mm. I need to become... A brand. I think there's no way of lasting that way. You know, mm. I think those people will always be filtered out at some point. Because I just think you can't do this and not be in love with it. Um, or, I mean, some people do, evidently, but I, I, I don't know. I just think if you do, if you lose your integrity, then you'll very easily lose, um, lose your way. I think so. I think integrity... It's kind of everything. Yeah. I was um, with a, um, another actor friend of mine who's my age and, and we were with an old actor on a job and my friend called it, um, was asking questions about his career. Yeah. And the old actor was like, career? This is the problem with you, youths, you call it a career. And I was like, that had always baffled me because, you know, this is ultimately a career, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um and that really kind of stung us in a way. We were like, "Oh my God, what does, um, you know, what what does does that mean that we we call this a career?" And he was kind of really um, taken aback. Taken aback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, um, you see, did you seem quite offended that you'd called it that? It wasn't offended. It was more like oh, you, you know, you younguns and your career. And um, I, I find that quite patronising. Yeah. Yeah, well, we did. Both yeah, sat there like, okay, then. Well, good, I'm sure you should, because yeah. you should know better, because, you know, to be honest, I, I think it is a I think it is. Of a course career. it is. It should, like, as much as we don't want to call this our job, because, I, I like, it's it's so much fun, and it's everything that we love, but ultimately it is. It's how, you know, it's, it's how you earn your living, it's your career, it's your job. Like, that is just... That's a matter of fact, right? Well, I think so. But he sounds like one of these actors that lives for it yeah. and would never say no. <laughs> and he's one of those that I can never take a holiday in case a job mm. comes in. Take that holiday. It's so, so healthy to switch off and say no. You've got to live your life. That's another thing I'm like learning is in order to put any sort of truth into your to your acting, you've got to go out and you've got to live and you've got to experience and make well, mistakes and... Um, the best thing is to make the mistakes. Yeah, yeah, that's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying that for 20 yeah. years, Jodie. It's all right. <laughs> it's all for the acting. <laughs> but how can you incorporate something into your work if, if you haven't lived and yeah, done all that? So that exactly. is good. Mm. A career, of course it's a career. I know, I know. And speaking of this career... <laughs> I'm so terribly sorry. I'm still getting over this cold. It's awful. Okay. Um, how are you with auditions? I'm okay, you know. I'm, I bitch my way. I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, no, I've got... I think everything, again, with age, as you get older, it just becomes a lot easier. Um, I'm so much better now at um, switching off when I leave the room. Right. Um, you know, I'll have that like twenty minutes when I leave of going. Oh my god, why did I say that line like that when actually this is probably how I should have said it or whatever. But I think I'm. My eyes have been open to the fact that it's not all about your acting, and um, in a sense of 
people making their choices. There are a lot of different elements that go towards someone getting a role. And a lot of those choices are out of my control. Exactly. Yeah. And the quicker I let go of that and accept that, the more at peace I am with myself. Do you cease to take it personally because of that? <sighs> I mean, no, I'd be lying if I said, <clears throat> you know, oh, I'm completely <laughs> numb to never getting a part because there are parts that I've really wanted and not got. And if you didn't, then you wouldn't be human. Exactly. You wouldn't care. Exactly, of course. So there, there, there is always that... Um, that feeling, but it's just not as intense. You know, I can get on with, I can get on with my day, or I can, um, you know, I, when I was younger, I'd be like ring my my agent like two three times a week, like any feedback, any any <laughs> sort of, you know, <laughs> yes, no, maybe, like. Um, whereas now, I don't feel the need to, um, to do that, and I'm also really okay with 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 not getting a yes or a no. You know, where there's this conversation that's happening about actors should kind of... Yeah. Which I do, I agree with, you know, it's like a respectful thing to just be told yes or no and you can move on, but I actually don't... I don't mind that. Um, unless it's something that I'm obviously... It feels like, really, for. really desperate for, yeah. Um, but, yeah, auditions on a whole are um, okay. Nerves depend on what it is that I'm doing or probably who I'm meeting, but um, I just try and enjoy them. I, I can't remember who, who who said it. I was reading an interview with a with an actor and they said that they just try and see it as another opportunity to, to do some acting, you know? Like, yeah. enjoy it and have fun with it rather than... I've, I've had moments um, where I haven't worked for, like, a long time. And when I say a long time, it's probably not very long to other people. Say, like, se seven months... And um, I'd go into an audition and and um, I remember the casting directors like saying to my agent oh, um, that she felt like my like I was a bit down or like I was a bit off. And what, what I'd realised is that I was like, I was going into auditions feeling like I needed it. Yeah. You know, like... And I they need this help. Of course, yeah. And I, that really took me back because I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, I'm bouncing in the room, like, hey, guys, like, and they can just see I'm me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Like, and they can obviously just see that. Um, so that was quite a turning point as well because I thought, right, I need to, I need to, as hard as it is when you're, when you're out of work, you, um, you can't go into it needing, needing it. Um because you know when you do chemistry reads with people and you uh, when you audition with other actors, the energy that they bring into a room is so telling. Yeah. You know, and with each person that walks out and a new person comes in, it's the shift is insane. Um, but I I really like auditioning. I, I I like to feel like I've got a grasp of the character, and then like I hate self tapes. Well, I was going to talk about that uh, because I, you know, what you were saying before. Half the thing about getting a job it is there's so many elements to it and all yeah. that. And I think a big one is meeting the people that you're going to be working with. If the producer and the director are there, then you, if yeah. you've got a complicity and you've got a rapport and... Yeah. Oh, that's good. So that's one thing ticked. And then you do the scene and you go, oh, right, well, that's working. So this, is, this could all work. Yeah. Whereas a self-tape, it just depends on that specific moment and of that course. thing you've got to meet them. And depends on how <clears throat> how you choose to play it. You know, I think that's the most fun thing about an actor-director relationship, whether it be in an audition room or on set, is that playfulness and that challenge of, like, they might just test you to do it another way yeah. just to see how, how it changes the, the scene. And I think if you're... I mean, I do my self-tapes with my friend and she, she's amazing, she really helps me, but it's that kind of just not knowing if this is the right way or not. Like, with all, you can have the best intentions and go, well, this is, this is my take on it. Yeah. And this is how I feel. And then, you know, in the room, they might go, oh, yeah, I appreciate where you're coming from. <laughs> but no. But no. <laughs> but nah. Have you thought about this and you go... Oh, God, yeah, no, of course, why did I see it like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah, on your own. On your own. No, I know. I remember I used to, um, I come to London to do myself tapes now because I don't, I don't really have, like, anyone at home who, who does acting. Not that you necessarily have to, but, like, if I have to do a self tape, that's in American accents, and then 
God bless him, my dad's like is you know in a Scouse accent, then accidentally reading the stage directions, <laughs> and, then, and I'm like, oh, so um, Let's do it all again. Yeah, then. yeah, and they're like, oh God, you know, I could be there for like forty minutes, and they're like, are, are you done? Like, are we done? Yeah. Um, so I, I stopped that very quickly. I come to London now to to do myself tapes. Oh, so you can just get it done easy. You can exactly. someone can frame it up for you professionally. Yeah, don't it's... have to worry. Well, it's not. You're not thinking. You're thinking about the one thing you've got to do, and it's that. Same. Yeah. You're not thinking about. Is this looking alright? Yeah. We're trying to balance all the books on the kitchen table. Exactly. With the really frame? awful light. Yeah. With the, the really awful lighting. <clears throat> but you were saying, you know, that might not. Seven months out of work might not seem. Mm-hmm. Long. Well, I just didn't want to sound like because. You know, no, no, some no. people are out of work for a long, long time. Then I'm like, oh, I didn't work for seven no, months. No, I know like, they are. Yeah. The, that's what I mean. It's like, we can't compare. I don't think people should be comparing. Yeah. Oh, well, look at them. Yeah. It's your... It's your... Trajectory. Yeah, path. so right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, I agree. And that was something else that I've I've learned. It's like, I'd always look at other people and I'd be like, oh, but they're doing film. Like, yeah. oh, they're doing loads of film. And I used to have this thing in my head of, like, film and TV, like, film being so much superior than television i don't know why but i drilled that into my own head maybe that was just my own insecurity of like film being this yeah. higher entity and then i and then i was like actually it's not it really isn't and the more focus you put on someone else's um career the less focus you're putting on your own well exactly and however quote unquote high up yeah people get i know people that work much more than I do. Yeah. But they still go, oh, yeah, but look at them. Yeah. So It's just I, human nature, it's isn't human it? Nature. You always want what, like, what you haven't got. The grass or is you're always really... greener, but yeah. if you just focus on what you're doing, I know it's easiest. Yeah. Excuse me, it's easier said than done at times, but just to keep rooted yeah. and keep your feet on the floor and focus on what you're doing. Doing, yeah. No, definitely. I want a bit of what they're doing over there. I want a bit yeah. Of Come on now. It's not helpful. And... I suppose it'd be remiss of me not to, to talk a bit about killing Eve. <laughs> Only because we're on that thing about yeah. things have been go- were going really well yeah. for you in your career. And I'm going to keep saying career more and yeah, more me too. in I our think, discussion. I think since we've now, mentioned that we <laughs> that kind of annoyed me. Um, but it has kind of gone slightly yeah. mad. I mean, I don't think... I think we were discussing around Halloween. I've never seen the amount of villanelles that were dressed up for Halloween. No, it's so amazing. It's so amazing, but I can't remember another character that's kind of yeah. connected with people over recent years. I mean, if someone would have said that to me when we were filming it last year, I would have been like, shut up. But um, it's been so amazing to be a part of something that has um, resonated with people and that people have enjoyed. You know, yeah. I always get asked, like, oh, what is the what is the big message with Killing Eve? And I'm like, well, there isn't one really. You just it's go just along really the journey fun. and have fun with it. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that's what people have enjoyed so much is, um, but I've never been a part of a show that has like had such a huge um, response. And not just over here, but like, no, oh, I know. It, it aired over there first. Went out in the States first, yeah. And that went down really well. And then I was like, the pessimist in me was like, oh, but the Brits are going to, you know, they're going to hate it. Yeah, just for the sake of hating it. Or, you know, we're so used to, like, the British kind of humour that they'll be like, "Mm," you know, seeing it or whatever. But, um, no, it was the exact same. Um, And I I always know as well because, like, my mum and dad and my family have obviously watched everything that I've ever done. And it's like, oh, well, Jodie's in that, we'll have to give that up. Um, whereas now they're genuinely like my whole family are like obsessed with it it's just such a lovely um, a lovely sign but um, do you f- and could you f- are you feeling that there's a shift that things have changed I for think you? so I mean not drastically but I think the shift that I've sensed is like um, in a in a in a in a work sense is that people um want to to meet me and like have a conversation with me yeah. rather than me um you know having to um kind of go into a room like a general meeting and and tell people about my life and 
explain myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I've had so many, like a good few years of going to LA and doing like um, two months of general meetings. Like, hi, I'm Jodie. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, and how did you find that? Oh, exhausting. Like after a while, I think it's totally soul destroying. Um, did it break you down a bit? it broke me down but I mean I feel like if I spend too much time in LA anyway it generally does it generally does um just because well usually because that's your sole purpose for being there is to go and meet people introduce yourself it's just all about exactly everyone you speak to is like oh well what are you doing at the minute you know who are you what are you about um and I don't really have a lot of friends out there so it can be kind of all-consuming um, and you need that balance. Exactly. You need a, a, a yeah. nice support network of you family and friends. You need a tribe of people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that that's a shift that I've I've sensed is that people, now they have something in front of them that they can see and and um, respond to that it's um, people are more, like, forthcoming kind of thing, which is nice. Which is always lovely, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course. And also because more doors are opening and more people are going come over here because of yeah. the, because of the work so mm-hmm. it all goes back to the work yeah or people will think of me now for things you know like for particular roles I will you know be considered for like rather than you I don't I don't know I just I just feel like people are paying attention which is which is nice yeah of course it is um um yeah so no it's a nice nice little and did anybody sit you down and go Right, I think things might change for you. You might start getting recognised a bit more. It might get a bit crazy. Sandra and Phoebe did actually. We um we went to um they were in Cannes. There was a um like a TV festival last year, and we we were all having a little drink, and and they'd like kind of brought it up then when we were drinking. They were like, oh, just so you know, like, when this goes out, it might get a bit crazy because obviously, like I, you know, I'm around Sandra a lot, and 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 um. She gets recognised everywhere. Yeah. And I can see how intense that can be. And I'm in no way in that, um, you know, that kind of bracket. But they were just like, look, you're, you're, it's probably something you need to be a little bit more aware of. It's just giving me, like, a little heads up. Um, and I've, I've sensed the, a, a shift in that as well. Um, but people are always lovely, you know. it's People are very... Um, Do you deal with that all right? Yeah, I a- mean, my friends are really adapting with me. <laughs> <laughs> my best mate Liv, God bless her. She's like, whenever we're at a gig or we're out on a night out, like, um, like for instance, we went to a gig a couple of weeks ago, and I was like oblivious. I was at the bar getting us drinks, and this girl was next to me, and she was like videoing me, oh. and I didn't know. And my mate Liv like just tapped her and was like, "Can you not? Can you not do that?" And then I was like, "Oh, wait, wait, what's going on?" And and the girl was like, "Oh, I feel so embarrassed. Like I'm really sorry." And I was like, "Look, it's fine, but like just." Oh, it's not. It's not fine. But just say hello to me, like, you know, like it's it's. I would rather that than than you you video me when I'm unaware because then I start getting paranoid and I'm like, oh, what am I what am I doing? It's like, really intrusive. Yeah, Someone it's so intrusive. Up, even if the yeah. I know it happened to somebody, a friend of mine in a restaurant from mm. another table, and he just tensed up and he couldn't eat his yeah. he couldn't eat his meal and. It, well, you get so paranoid, yeah. and then like then I'm just really hyper-aware now of when, when I can sense when, when that's happening. And, of course, that's just the the modern age, you know. Well, that I know Mobile phones, just, there's no getting away I, from I it. I don't think there's any excuse to, to just to be sat there and videoing or taking photos or something. Because yeah. nine times out of ten, I know pe- people would just go, yeah, of course, well, let's have a photo. Exactly. It's no bother. It's yeah. fine. That's, yeah, yeah. that's absolutely no problem mm. at all to do yeah. that. But to be spot that's... Well, I would never do it. I would also never um, do that, like video someone else when they don't know. Of course you wouldn't. So that's why I'm always like, oh, just say, you know, just just say hello to me or um, you might rather stand and have a conversation with you. Especially when, but this is the thing as well, especially when you're out drinking because everyone's cards get dropped and no one really has a, you know, um, when everyone's had a drink, everything kind of goes out the window, doesn't it? Yeah. but it's it's fine. It's you know it's not intense. It's not crazy. It's um, like you say it. That's just the nature of of the beast, isn't it? It's. And I was talking to somebody. In fact, I was 
I think I might have been talking to Griff this morning about that that phone thing and how people deal with it. And I was thinking of actors who are in a soap operas because they're they're in people's living rooms five times a week, yeah. and it's like then people think that they can you know just them? go. They know yeah. they just go up to it, and I was going and that that and I think soap actors work fucking so hard of what they do, and it's just a, it's just a different form of acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've got complete respect for them, but how they must deal with that. Yeah. I don't know, because I know some people... Well, I can imagine that's it, because a lot of those people play those characters from from when in their 20s, yeah. like, way, way beyond. So and that's they're still there, a, like, 20 exactly. years later. Whereas, whereas, I guess, with with other dramas, is that you're, you're constantly switching up characters, aren't you? So you're never in a character long enough for people to kind of... Well, I guess, I don't know, I'm sure. It depends, now, I mean, it depends what hits... Yeah. It's the home with the public, and yeah. everybody's talking about that specific thing. And mm-hmm. It's a different. It's, it's a funny one, the fame thing, because I know somebody years ago who got very famous quite quickly, mm-hmm. and she really couldn't handle it, and just went, "No, don't want to do this acting thing." And just like, really, like, wow, and just wanted to stick her head in the sand. You know, I can't. It's not something I could do. I, I love the work, and I love the acting, but this other side, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. That people looking. It's hard. It's it's so hard, and I think that's so sad. That if 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 you know if that did get too much for you to kind of take you away from something that you you really love, I would hate that. It's something that I think I'm just got to adapt to. Um, and I suppose that's just about keeping rooted, isn't it? Because you've got such yeah. a, such a close connection at home in Liverpool with yeah. your family. Are so obviously so supportive. Yeah. And you're so close to your parents. You very much remind me of Vicky McClaw. Oh, really? Because well, she's in the fact that Nottingham and her family is like, that's her life. Yeah, 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 yeah. She loves the acting, but she lives in Nottingham. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's, for her, that's the beating that's heart the of everything. Yeah, no, I totally I totally agree with that. And I, like you say as well, like if I ever did get too big for me boots, my mum and dad would tell me straight away, and my brother. Do you know well, what I mean? That's what, that's what you yeah, need. Yeah, yeah. And, not and you, so that's would what my, we all need. So would, yeah, so would my, like, the, I think that's another thing of, like, your agents, your publicists, you know, all that. The, those people are the people who advise you and who guide you, and I feel like um, if they're good eggs, you're Ex- going to be fine. Exactly. You know, and you, and you tell, trust them. You and can you, tell, can't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you don't want to be... Calm down... Come down the Brand Street with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or really? yeah, or any kind of reality television or. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of reality television, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> David, David Morrissey is very, very jealous that you were in the audience of Strictly Come Dancing. Oh my god! <laughs> See, there's been people going, "Oh, all these, all these actors and actresses are going to all these events," but I actually got. Did you go with your mum? I went with my mum and my nan because my nan is like strictly super fan, mm, super fan. Like we've been to see them in the Echo Arena, you know, when no they do the way. tours and that. So the tickets came up, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to, gonna have to take take me nan." And then I thought, "Oh, I can't take me nan. She'll have to get the train down on her own." Blah blah blah. So my mum came as well. Um, but yeah, it was brilliant. She loved it. Wow. And it was so funny though. She's like, "This camera's in the way. I can't see a thing." Get out of the bloody way. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that kind of killed the magic for her that she no, could... this is how TV works. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you know, you're used to all that kind of um, behind the scenes, but she was a bit... That, the whole that stuff annoyed her a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's nice, you know, to take, you know... Like, so my nan, like... That's lovely. I thought that's, like, a once-in-a-lifetime for, for her, so that yeah. was really fun. Um and they were like, oh, maybe next year, Jody." <laughs> Did you like... go, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I was like, mm. <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't no. think I've got it in I'd me. embarrass myself. Jodie, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think um, we're all good. That's enough. That's enough of that. <laughs> I think what we should do is just go, right, it's Christmas. Yeah. Sleep. Wanna, should we just stop? Eat. Yeah. Sleep and eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks, Craig. Are you going to invite to sing a carol? No. Oh, I missed the trick there. 
And another episode is done. Oh, brilliant, is she? We had some crack, I tell you. Um, and it's funny, you know, we spoke about... If you see somebody off the telly or, or something, you know, and you're walking in the street, don't be taking photos of them just in, in the face or out right front. Just go up and speak to them. And I tell you, for any money, they'll go, yeah, let's have a snap, let's have a natter. What's going on? It'll be fine. Don't be like that person sneakily recording. It's it's it's, it's not cool, it's not nice. Um, but how nice is Jodie? And I can't thank her enough for coming on. And I can't thank you enough, not just for, for joining today for this episode, but for the whole year. What a year it's been. Week in, week out, every Thursday, we've met up with brilliant, brilliant people having interesting conversations. Some have been really funny, some have been heartbreaking. I'm just going to have a little sip of my lemon sip right there. That's better. But it's been such a ride. And thanks so much for coming on it with us. Right from the word go, this year, it's been fantastic. Then myself and Griff go and win a bloody British Podcast Award. And that's down to you as well for subscribing, spreading the word. So look, fend off the cold. I hope you don't get ill like I do. Have a lovely, restful, beautiful Christmas. And watch out for the best of 2018 episode, which will be coming sometime over the festive period. Until then, thank you so, so much. You know how much it means to us. I've been Craig Parkinson. He's been producer Griff. And this has been a bloody brilliant year. This has been the Two Shot Podcast. Take care. Look after yourself. The Two Shot Podcast is presented by me, Craig Parkinson, recorded and produced by Thomas Griffin for Splicing Block. Our music, our brilliant music, is courtesy of Then Thickens. Cheers. Cheers.